Greetings, Grasshopper. This is Jeff with the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, and you're listening to Little Geek Lost. of Little Geek Lost, and I think this is the first time I've actually had a local person on that's not just my best friend. So I've got Heather Dixon. She's a local author. Um, so let's tell us a little bit more about yourself, Heather. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, I'm a local author. I haven't lived in Thunder Bay forever, but uh, was born and raised here, moved away, came back. Um, when I was away, um, I was in university, in University of Guelph. i Penciled for DC Comics. Oh, nice. And yeah, uh, it was short. It was very short, but it was very helpful because it was very lucrative. And um, I had an idea for a um, graphic novel that I was going to be working on. And um, so I was working on pencils and the story at the same time. So um, after a while, the story just kept getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> and so I decided, okay, just put the pencils aside and concentrate on the plot. So I did. And eventually it turned into a novel. But um, I wasn't a writer in my <laughs> mind, right? I was an artist. So, you know, you stick it in a drawer and, uh, yeah, and then that was it for a while. Um, then I, you know, got married, had kids, and then remembered, oh, yeah, <laughs> used to write. And at that point, um, Amazon was starting to come on strong, right? So I thought, oh, yeah. well, nobody will know. <laughs> put it up online as a book. <laughs> nobody will know it's me, and we'll just see if I'm any good. And um, and uh, the book was called The Journey in the Year of the Tiger. That's what it would have been called if it was a graphic novel as well. Um, so it kept the same title and everything, and it started to sell. And it started to sell, and it sold, and it sold. <laughs> and so then I put a sequel up. Well, actually, it was part two of the same uh, story. It was part one and part two. And that sold, and uh, that was kind of the beginning. And it just, oh, wow. uh, yeah, it just went from there. So when you put it up on Amazon, did you publish it yourself or did you have a publisher? No, I published it myself because I really didn't know if I was any good. So I thought, <laughs> I really did think I'm just going to sneak it in. And if, you know, if I get feedback like, oh my goodness, what is this? You know, it's garbage. <laughs> then uh, I like, zoop, take it down. <laughs> um, but it's just when I started getting all the positive feedback and, and the good reviews and uh, and the critical acclaim and um, and money, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, maybe I could do this. So yeah, that's uh, that's sort of how that got started. So it was definitely um, those first two novels self published, and, and that whole series is self published, indie published, absolutely. Oh wow! Yeah. So did you do like any sort of marketing or anything for it or promotion? I've learned. I've learned. Um, it's a huge learning curve, right? Um, so at first, no, nothing. Um, it just was there, and it was just selling on its own. Um, but then you begin to learn that there are there are um, indie groups, and there are indie marketing plans and strategies. And uh, yeah, you just sort of learn the ropes that way. And um, I've gotten quite savvy with it. I know I know kind of how to how and when to market, and what's a good value for your marketing dollar. What's your uh, ROV, return on investment, or ROI, I guess. Mm -hmm. actually. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I've learned 
all of that myself. So that was really good. When I wrote my third novel, um, Cold Stone and Ivy, I actually did send it around because I figured it was a little more commercial. Um, the, the first series is very, very niche, very, very geeks, very sci-fi, <laughs> very, you know, genetic engineering, mm -hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones meets Planet of the Apes as a Japanese anime. That's sort of uh, <laughs> so you know very niche, yeah, right? Yeah, very. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cold Stone Eyes was a little bit more commercial, so uh, still steampunk fantasy. Uh, you know, Jack the Ripper. You know, all kinds of really mm. accessible stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I got an agent for that one, and it went the traditional route. So yeah, that's the beginning of my story. So that's, yeah, that's pretty cool that you just sort yeah. of did it all yourself and yeah. did it all online. And I yep. know that, like, you know, there seems to be more people going that path nowadays yeah. than, like, actually going through, like, traditional publishing houses and everything and having to deal with agents and all that. Having well, those. I mean, yeah, the whole publishing industry mm -hmm. is really, um, it's terrified. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> know what it's doing. And, and people are buying books like crazy. So it's not, it's not you know the books or the writing or 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 that aspect of things it's the publishing sales side of things mm -hmm. um traditional publishers still really don't know what to do with ebooks they don't know how to price them they don't know how to work it um they don't know what to do with new authors they don't know and it's a scary industry right like say say if you are published with the big 5 or i think it's actually 4 now um they're going to spend a lot of money on you and are they going to make it back so yeah. that's, like that's it that's why it's just so crippling for them um, unless they think that they've got something that can sell like hotcakes really they're not going to take the chance so not that I blame them it's <laughs> scary because like you're going to sink a lot of money into somebody that you know cross your fingers hopefully they sell but yeah that's it's scary for them well, I think too like from authors because I've known a few people that have self-published their books and they said like even just trying to like go through and find an agent and that whole process especially when you're unknown and it's your first book you're kind of looking to get done it's almost easier to just you know go through and self-publish it or publish That's it yourself true. and just buy a bunch of copies and sell yep. them at conventions or anything and then it's almost like well why do you even need to go through a publishing house well yeah exactly and and technically you don't you really don't i mean um i really love the indie process i really do i've got this my my seventh book right now, Dragon of Ashen Stars, it's a standalone book. And um, it's at two very big houses right now under submission, like under consideration for, for submission and with one big agent. Because right now for me, it's like go big or go home because there's really little that, you know, a small press or a small agent can do for me that I can't do myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, either either I'm going to have a big splash or I'm just going to do it myself. So, um, and, and usually people like to think that they're going to be J.K. Rowling and they're going to, you know, <laughs> the first book is going to make them a gazillion dollars. Yeah. Generally not how it goes, right? It's like a career. You have to build it step by step. And in our case, book by book. You get better with every single book you write. And so don't think that your first book is going to be the one that, I mean, maybe it will, but not likely, <laughs> that you know, sets you up for life. It's The idea is to make a career and you do that slow and steady and learn the industry. And don't worry, your first book is probably not going to be that smash hit bestseller, <laughs> but your next book will be better and your next book will be better. You know, so it's just, yeah. it's, it's a good, it's a good trajectory, really. So with your books too, like, 
what kind of inspires you to write them, like to get your ideas? Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a whole lifetime of being a geek. <laughs> because you know, you know what we're like, like it's mm-hmm. all about the imagination. If something captures your imagination, oh my goodness, you just, you just want to be there forever. Right. So I think we are a very imaginative breed us geeks and nerds. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and that just fuels it. It doesn't, it doesn't, sate it it fuels it so um crumbs all i have to do is like watch a movie and it's like oh, i have a bazillion ideas so uh, and you know i'm 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 not a spring chicken anymore so i've been watching and reading and and dabbling and painting and drawing and comics and for a long time and so that's just it's just like a big percolating soup in my brain (laughs) and uh so lots and lots of ideas always in there always so do you like just sort of you know find an idea and like make a note of it and then try and see how it fit into a story or do you kind of like come up with a story and then like add the ideas from there um usually i will come up with either characters or a situation and then start to flesh it out from whichever whichever way, right? Whether it's the mm-hmm. characters or whether it's the situation, and start to flesh it out. And I usually end up writing one or two chapters, and then I put them away in. I have a folder um, <laughs> that's just called writing, and um, then after a few months, I go back and I look at them. Like this is if I'm in between projects, and um, that's where sort of the last book, Dragon of Ash and Stars. That's where that one came from. It's just it was one that was in that folder. And um, I was looking at what's my next project going to be. I'd pulled out four different first chapters. Loved them all. Like, they're all completely different. <laughs> but um, I got a good friend of mine to sort of vet them. Like, I, I sent her the first four chapters, and she was just immediately, like, this dragon book was nothing, like, nothing she'd ever read before. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll take that one then, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I went with that one. And about, like, how long does it take you to write a book once you sort of started the process of it? I would say probably a good six months. Yeah, good six months to have, like, first draft and maybe first read through. Um, then, again, good idea to stick it away for a little while mm-hmm. and um, and then go back to it. Because there's always things that you know, okay, that's weak there. Uh, that's Oh, that's really big, but that's too big. You know, like, there's always things that you know that are a little bit not quite working yeah. and need the brain space to kind of percolate it a little bit more. <laughs> and, um, and then when you go back, it's just like a, a fresh page. It's lovely. So when you go through and decide to write one, do you kind of just stick to that project and stick, you know, stick it right through to the end or do you ever have like more than one book on the go? Well, yes, I do. Um, this, this year I had, um, I've had three books on the go, which was really crazy for me. <laughs> I did have to, I had to stop. Like, it's like, I, I have to pick one to, to concentrate on because I couldn't, I, I was really, um, because I'm a fantasy writer, like sci-fi fantasy, you're building worlds, right? Mm-hmm. And so going from one world to another world, it's just really hard on my little finite brain. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, um, so I did, I had to, close the door to to one one world and say you know I'll see you in a few months and then just immerse myself in this other world that I was building so um yeah I I really I'm not very good at multitasking (laughs) multitasking I guess when it comes to writing so yeah one world at a time I think is really good for me well, I imagine it get kind of like confusing too, jumping back and forth between the books. Yeah, it, it it can be, and it's not that you get confused about the worlds, but then you kind of get 
confused with, oh, well, did I write that or was that in that book or, you know, or was yeah. I thinking of it for that book or, so you do get a little bit tied up in yourself. So much better to stay a little more focused, I think. And with living in Thunder Bay, with it being a small town, do you find like any challenges to writing in here? Or is it kind of like, you know, everything's in the digital age, so it doesn't really matter? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I think I, I think because everything is so digital, that's that makes it very very easy. Um, you know, back in the day, if you had to write a, a novel, you had to type a novel. You didn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it wasn't on your word <laughs> processor um, to query agents. You literally had to go to the library and look up look up b- books that actually had names of agents and addresses and stuff. So, uh, yeah, the online is just, it's fantastic. And especially for us being kind of remote. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and the isolation does work in some respects because, like, what do you do for eight months of black week? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, well, I'm spending a whole, a whole winter, you know, in a Romanesque world with two moons and dragons. You know, <laughs> I spent my winter. Um, so, but if it was like, Toronto or Vancouver mm. or something where hey I can go see a play or you know you know I, I think I would do a lot more <laughs> which would probably be very nice for my life but not so good for my writing yeah so, <laughs> yeah so I think our, our isolation kind of works it's a no I think it's pretty good the only thing that we really can't do is it's not so accessible to go to like uh, other writing conventions or seminars like you have to you got to pay for that that's a yeah. it's, it's a bit out of pocket if you're going to go see the oh so and so is coming to chapters eaton center oh yay yeah. <laughs> yay i'm not going to that one yeah, <laughs> yeah so that it, it generally works for us but it does work against us i guess a little bit and i guess like too with you know the woods and the forest and everything around like there might be some kind of inspiration there because i know you know even just going out in the woods it, it looks like it's its own world half the time with the forest and everything is pretty different up here so oh i agree i i think i think we're really really lucky that way um yeah just like even i have like three big dogs right so if, when i take them for a walk it's just like your body is walking your dogs are running but your brain is writing you're thinking you're plotting <laughs> and and you know it's just it's fantastic because because we have those big wide open spaces where we can do that so yeah yeah it is it's that this this communal with communing with nature thing is it really works for us you know and the water honestly yeah you can go anywhere and there's water and that is so good for the creative process i don't know what it is but <laughs> something about water is just incredible for creativity well, and I've seen too that you did a few book signings and stuff at, yeah. at chapters here locally. So I mean, at least there's you know a decent sized bookstore yes. here that, that you can go very, to. We do have that. Yeah, very very grateful to to chapters and the gang at chapters because they've been very supportive and uh, yeah, it's been awesome. And how was that like the interaction with readers and with people that have read your book, meeting them like in person in <laughs> town? <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> because I mean. It, yeah, it's like I, I love to hear it when people have read my books and love my books, and that's really exciting because um, it, it's kind of like if you love my kids, you know, or <laughs> what a great kid you have, you know. So it's 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 really like like my babies, sort of. And um, but it is a little bit funny because you know it's like people are like, "Wow, you wrote books! Wow!" And it's, it, and it's not. It's like. You can write a book too. It's really um, everybody has their own art. Everybody has their own talent. And if, if all you need to do is sp- shine the spotlight on 
somebody's talent. If you're an engineer and like you engineered that bridge, like, oh my goodness, you did, <laughs> you know? So, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, it is, it was, it's kind of funny because, you know, you get fan mail and, uh, you know, and that's like, <laughs> wow, I got fan mail. Like that, that, that's a little bit, um, big to kind of wrap your brain around. Um, kind of funny, but the, the, the fans, at least, not the fans, the readers, here in town are fantastic like they're just so supportive and so friendly and and just fantastic yeah well i think too with it almost like with thunder bay being a very small town feel to it where you know you pretty much can't go out somewhere without running into someone you know absolutely yes (laughs) um do you ever like come across people like if if you're doing a book signing at chapters and people that you know that didn't know that you were like a writer or had books still still happens yes it does yep it still <laughs> happens like wow you wrote that wow how many books have you written like seven what <laughs> yeah. and it's not like I hide it I don't hide it anymore believe me there was one time and I, I was very public I was like I'm coming out of the closet <laughs> I am a writer <laughs> all over Facebook I am out of the closet now so uh, but I guess some people still missed it so that's that's absolutely fine because it's my world not necessarily theirs but yeah it's kind of funny so with your books um i know you said they're kind of like a series do they do they all like are they all in the same world do they all connect or is it just kind of like individual stories in them um the upper kingdom series which is the first series um that's the Game of Thrones meets Planet of the Apes with the Japanese anime. <laughs> it's, it's anthropomorphic. Um, they are anthropomorphic creatures. They've been genetically engineered to survive this world, um, which is, mm, spoiler, Earth. Um, <laughs> although you, when you first read it, you don't, you don't actually realize that. But as you're going along, you're going, wait a minute, that sounds really familiar. Wait a minute. I think, you, know, you start to get the little, wait a minute, and then, then it gets confirmed. And it's like, oh, my goodness, wow. Um, so that is... That is an ongoing series. I have um, three in the actual story series out right now. They're at Chapters and they're on Amazon. Um, and then a book of, of prequels, like short stories, which was delightful to write. Um, that's also at Chapters. That's called Swallowtail and Sword. And then I've a half-finished book four in that series. So I've got, like I said, six planned, <laughs> two actual novel prequels planned for that series. So it's a big, it's a big world. It's a big story arc. It's really fun to write. Um, so that's that series, Cold Stone and Ivy. That's the one that just, just launched. Um, that's when I had the book signing um, mm-hmm. at this Saturday. Um, that was originally written as a standalone, but um, I, I realized that um, something historical happened like three months after the end of the the story actually happened. <laughs> so it was like, I can't leave that alone. That is just too rich. I have to take these characters and run with them. So uh, that's going to be probably just a trilogy, I think. Although I did have someone um, say that this could be like an ongoing series. It's like superheroes. You know, it's <laughs> like the two main characters are like, like Victorian superheroes and you can just write story after story after story. So I was like, I probably could. In my brain, I just see a, a, a trilogy for that. Um, and then the dragon story is probably a standalone as well. Um, but I could write about other dragons in that world too. So um, so uh, yeah, but then I have a whole bunch of other stories. <laughs> we just see. <laughs> Well, I guess with like having, you know, the worlds and everything, you always kind of leave yourself open to, you know, if you want to sort of branch off and yeah. do more stuff and add add on to that world and go back yeah. to it. That's right. That's right. And you can go before, you can go afterwards, because once you've set up the world, once you've built the world, 
then that then it's very fun to play with actually and you like to explore different parts of it so um yeah i could totally see being in the upper kingdom for a very long time um yeah that's it's a it's a remarkable world that one yeah and getting started like you know going back to getting started with being a digital age what kind of advice would you offer someone who kind of just wants to start writing and not really knowing you know where to go about like if they should just go and self-publish if they should try and go to a publisher it doesn't hurt to try um like to to doesn't hurt to try to to submit and query um one of my best friends i mean she she uh is a children's author very renowned canadian award winning children's author like of picture books <laughs> and she thought i'm going to try a novel and she kept putting it away and she kept wanting to stop nope she's not good nope she can't do this nope 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 and and uh, a bunch of her friends and i like we kicked her butt and made her <laughs> finish it so we were there when she finished the novel the end you know she wrote the end and then she was going to put it in the sock drawer you know (laughs) (laughs) she's not a novelist in her mind she is Mm -hmm. a children's author so again of course we kicked her butt and kicked her butt and she she queried and queried and queried and that means like send off to agents and yeah um she kept getting rejections and she got some "Eh, um and then she's again really ready to put it in the sock drawer and then she got uh, a nibble and then a bite from one of the biggest agents in the U.S. And now it's been sold to HarperCollins. Oh, wow. And it's going to be launched or released in 2017. Huge international deal. And and that's her first novel novel. So you never know where that's you, – you never know. So it doesn't hurt. Um, one of the best things you can do is actually develop um, some trusted – friends that will read stuff for you and not just go, you know, oh, oh, Mandy, you're the best writer we've ever had. You know, like, yeah. you want that. You want someone, you want readers, right? Yeah, exactly. Readers and like, ah, that was weak or, oh, no, no, it was good. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll know. <laughs> but, um, like I said, your first novel is usually not your best novel. So you can try to query. If it doesn't go anywhere, put it up on Amazon and see where it goes. And then go write your second novel and then go write your third novel and go write your fourth novel. Cause it's just, it's a process and it's a career. It's not uh, it's not a wheel of fortune. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can't really go into looking for money, especially exactly, you know, today with like so many authors out there. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's it, yeah. If you're good, your stuff will rise. And, and if you're not, then that's fine. You can still make some money doing it, but you probably won't be a career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, where can people find your books if they want to check them out? Like you keep mentioning Amazon and chapters. Do they just search under your name? Oh, actually, that's a good. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I I use the pen name H. Layton Dixon um, because Heather Dixon with an X is already taken. <laughs> she she is an established fantasy writer. And she's really quite good, so I didn't want anyone to be confused. <laughs> my books and go like, wait a minute, where's my favorite character? You know, yeah. <laughs> but, you know this way, and and also being um, a fantasy writer, writer, there's uh, it's dying, but there is still a bit of uh, gender bias in sci-fi fantasy, um, probably more so sci-fi. Um, and my Upper Kingdom series is technically sci-fi. <laughs> So, um, so the, the Layton is my middle name. It's a, it's gender neutral. Yeah. So, you know, 
could I be a guy? Could I be, I don't, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I chose that name. So, anyway, yes, if you're going to Google me, <laughs> Google H. Layton Dixon um, with a CK, not an X. And, um, yeah, the books are available at Chapters and Chapters Indigo. Like, So you can go online and get them there. Um, they are available on Amazon, all the Amazons, the .com, .co, .ca, <laughs> .au, all DP, all of them. DE, <laughs> sorry, and JP. Um, uh, Coldstone and Ivy is available, all of the above, and Kobo and Barnes & Noble and I... I think it's called iBooks. Um, yeah, so everywhere. Okay. Yeah. I'll make sure I have links to all that on the site too when oh, this sure. goes oh. up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. everyone can just click there and find them for you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on. Um, oh. Having a nice little interview. It's nice to talk to someone local. <laughs> yeah. Are, are a lot of your readers or listeners local? Um, I really don't think so. I think most oh, of them, cool. actually, a lot are from the state. So wow. maybe they'll get you. Some more marketing in the states right. for free. Okay. If you guys go to your Barnes and Noble and go tell them bring in this these fantastic books by H. Layton Dixon. That'd be a really cool experiment. Yeah. As a scientist, <laughs> I, I challenge all you listeners right <laughs> conduct an experiment <laughs> or get them online, you know, and spread the word. Yep, yep. You can also get them from my website, um, and when like the not the ebooks, but I mean like the actual print books. Mm. And if you get them from my website, then they come autographed, which is kind oh, of there you go. like I've got a couple of autographed books, including one by um, uh, Diana Gabaldon, you know, from Outlander. Like, oh, yeah. First Outlander book. And that's autographed. And that's like, oh, nice. Well, my shrine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Get them from your website and they can get them autographed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks for listening to Little Geek Lost. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. You can find me on littlegeeklost.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Geek Life Radio. New episodes come out every Monday. And of course, you can find me on the Men Rule Network at menrule.net.